and we're live. I'm here with uh, how do you say your name? It's Bunger. Bungo. I'm here with yep. uh, Bungo. It's out on Twitter. It's Bungo six seven nine. He's part of the Hopper Hours. So uh, Bungo, how you doing? Not too bad. How you doing, dude? Doing good. Doing good. Nice to like kind of vi- virtually meet you. It is. Yeah, we've we texted a bit. We've um, interacted on Twitter quite a few times. So it's like, no, I got this guy on eventually. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Wow. So. Well, a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Kind of go through the whole, you know, preamble. Yeah. Uh, so Bunger, I got the nickname in college. It's just my name, Ben Unger. Um, so uh, grew up small town, Missouri, uh, conservative my whole life. And then um, got to college, became a libertarian, kind of uh, started a Young Americans for Liberty chapter, went to the national convention in 16. That was cool. Uh, became an ANCAP a couple years later, and now, like with the pandemic and everything, I graduated in 2020, uh, industrial engineering, so like factory engineering. Nice. Not the best time to graduate in May 2020 for that. <laughs> so the pandemic actually hit me pretty hard, and I, I kind of fucking hate these. I, I can swear in here, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I hate these people that like shut everything down. So it's like I'm don't really consider myself a libertarian anymore. Like I'm kind of okay with state action against these guys. But yeah, no, I got a job spirit. doing tech support, um, living in Kansas City. So nice. Yeah, that is the exact kind of energy to have. Fuck these people. <laughs> yeah, you just stayed against them. They all, and it, like um, we both seem to have gone through this whole like we've gone through the whole anarchist thing. We kind of mm. come out of the other side. That I noticed you put post libertarian in your bio. Um, yeah. When I saw that, I was kind of like, okay. And I got your text actually about like, what are these people? That's annoying. When I was a libertarian, I'm like, this is a guy I need to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've been like listening to uh, Mark Claire's and uh, Pete stuff. Mm. I'll be honest. I honestly still don't fully understand what post-libertarian means. Well, it's really not a thing. It's a moment people have. Well, yeah. It, okay. I didn't know if there like, was like um, a set definition. Now, like, uh, what was it? Uh, LB Muniz, who's part of the whole group, uh, had a, wrote an article called the uh, post-libertarian moment. I'll send it to you after the show. It's uh, okay. pretty good. Uh, one of our guys at Hop Hours, he's like really on the show, um, but he uh, described it as um, someone that no longer believes that the libertarian moment is tenable, mm. which I, I did I, like that description that's too. A, that's a pretty good definition. Mm-hmm. I've I've always considered a kind of a. Um, I talked to Matt Erickson about this. I had him on like the whole moment was all kind of happened. I had him on to talk about it, and I asked him. Um, the way I see it is, <coughs> excuse me, people have kind of looked around and they've realized. They they're kind of done with libertarianism. They like they like the philosophy, they like may not like the philosophy, but they're kind of okay. The answers are not in the philosophy. I have to go outside the philosophy and see where I can incorporate into the existing philosophy or create a new philosophy. And it's people who have like completely dropped it, like um, like uh, Pete and um, Matt. People who have like walks like LB is still a concept of libertarian, uh, still walks new things into it. He just accepts things outside of the whole Austrian libertarian camp, which a lot of libertarians have a hard time uh, looking outside their own ideology. You know. Yeah, like, uh, I don't even know if I still believe in the ideology so much. Like, it is a good base. I still think it's a decent baseline for mm-hmm. everyday lives. Because m- majority of our interactions as human beings are anarchist. Yeah. You know, it's basically, the nap is the golden rule. But you can't live your way for every interaction that way either. Yeah. Nothing and also, I think Mark has really good points about, hey, just worry about yourself. Uh, yeah, that is one like the stories about the people who went to the um <coughs> sorry uh, Mises Caucus event couldn't pay rent. It's kind of like okay, dude. I mean, really, really, are you are you like I, I don't know who it was specifically, but he was a fucking idiot. It was, it was Ben Hinkman. 
Oh, because he he tweeted I've something had my at Peep the other day. The <laughs> uh, yeah, he tweeted something I think at Peep the other day, and I was like, "Oh, well, did you consider this?" Which obviously, duh. But I just replied to the guy. I'm like, "Did you pay your rent?" He like <laughs> honestly answered me with a yes. I'm like, "I'm not." It wasn't an actual question. He retard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the 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 autism. I, I, how do you call yourself a libertarian? Like, not be against you know government hand. I get you know charity and goodwill and everything. Mm-hmm. But just forcibly put yourself in that situation to rely on it. Yeah, it, I think it's also inconsistent. I love how a lot of like libertarian characters are like super rich capitalist businessmen, like Ayn Rand writes about, and then the actual libertarians can't pay their rent. <laughs> like there's this, there's <laughs> like some irony writes it. I love it. Or it's a, uh, it's kind of like also reminds me of the, um, uh, what was the uh, article Rothbard wrote about the. Uh, LP convention after he left the LP. Oh, um, was it him or I, was I it just, Lou Rockwell? You know what I'm talking about? Where they're yeah, talking yeah. about the guy that like was a kleptomaniac until he read Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these, these are not serious people. Like this is this is, this is my new go-to response. I've been debating a lot of people on the whole like LP mm. Florida situation, and like every response I get back, I'm like, you're just, you're not a serious person. Let your account plus ratio. These aren't serious yes. people. So how does it feel to live under the most authoritarian government governor ever? It's pretty fucking great, man. Yeah, it's pretty fucking great. <laughs> I'm jealous. I, I I love it. King DeSantis all the way, man. Let's let's go. Um, I want to move there. I mean, I just moved from uh, Missouri to Kansas, so I mean, it, we don't have it bad here. Missouri, they didn't shut down like statewide. Mm-hmm. Some counties did for a bit. St. Louis and Kansas City were pretty locked down for a while, but that was all local. So I was mm-hmm. fine with that, yeah. especially because I was still libertarian. Now, you know, like, could, did DeSantis allow the counties to lock down? Uh, he didn't. And uh, I, know, I know Broward County lockdown, but that was like against his his like he specifically him not to do it in any way. So there was kind of a whole <clears throat> like local issue versus uh, state issue kind of thing that occurred there. But and there's people who are out to say like he wasn't an anti-lockdown governor. He locked down for two weeks. I'm like, that's what everyone said. That was the only thing you could do. I mean, like, like yeah. it's like he should have locked down, but like also all the information available to the guy said that, and he realized no, this isn't working. Yeah. Let's try something else. Even like as an anarchist at the time, I was like, okay, we can do the two weeks. You know, like we saw the people, like, you know, all the uh, Italy videos of all them dying. You know, Florida has the oldest population. And then also, like, do you remember the fucking videos from China of the people just falling over dead on the streets? <laughs> like, what happened? One, what happened to that? But two, it's like, yeah, I don't blame the guy for shutting down. Yeah, no, there was there was good reason to believe that was like the only, especially that was the only thing they were pushing when they, when the experts were only pushing lockdowns as a, as a successful alternative. I mean, and people still at that time, like people don't understand <coughs> COVID was a red pill for a lot of people understanding like how experts operate. Until then, you could trust experts normally. Like, okay, these experts are saying this, we can believe them. There's no ulterior motive when they say the objective, they actually are objective. They're like, we are in a different world nowadays than back then. So I can't fault the guy for what he did in the past world, pretty much, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the same people they're like, oh, if you like smoke cigarettes, your chance of getting cancer go up, or, you know. If you eat too much McDonald's, you're going to get fat. It's like, yeah, you know, typically when it comes to health, right. they're mostly right. Yeah. I still, I'm not going to stop. I fucking love my cigarettes at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Floridian. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is. I mean, I've been living off Taco Bell, and, uh, Taco Bell, nicotine, and Red Bulls for like two days now. It's, <laughs> it's the Florida diet, man. It's strong as an ox over here. Let's go. <laughs> well, it's a good weight loss because the nicotine increases your metabolism. So yeah. that's a hunger yeah. question I read. So I'm. Hungry less, you know? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like intermittent fasting? Fuck that. Vapes. 
<laughs> and the Taco Bell just clears everything out. It takes Absolutely. the bad stuff out with it. So, yeah, God, it's healthy. They got a jalapeno tea sauce they put on their crunch wraps now, man. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> like, I can't get enough for the, them crunch wraps. They open at 7, and my job starts at 6. So, if someone's going to time it just right, get the wires opening, and get that fresh hot sauce as crunch wrap. Oh, dog, it's so good. <laughs> what do you look forward to the rest of the day, then? Getting off, getting uh, off work. That's, that's pretty much it. Like, like maybe lunch, I can bring a book with me and read it for a little bit, but that's about it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. But so, Hopper Hours, I assume you're more of a Hoppian yeah. type before you kind of went outside the libertarian ideal. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, we're all just like ANCAP leaning, except for the one guy. He actually, it was a um, formerly Twitter list because he went by Twitter list because he refused to get his own Twitter. But uh, he got one out. He was the one that he replied to you the other day. He said he had the um, a bunch of books signed by the Mises Caucus. Or not Mises Caucus, the Mises Institute people. The good Mises people. Yeah. So, yeah, he has a ton of books from there. He actually is the one that got me my uh, signed copy of Liberty Defined. Nice. nice. Yeah. But, yeah, he's the only one that he was uh, neo-reactionary. The other three, me and the other two, uh, ANCAP. Well, not me anymore. But <laughs> And it kind of just started off like a libertarian podcast without politics. So initially we were talking about just like um, mostly culture stuff that we saw. Uh, like one of the most fun ones where you just bitch for like an hour about the um, people that are like uh, sports ball, you know, the bread and circus people. Yeah. Yeah. So we just like complained about those, um, you know, basically just the go touch grass podcast. I can respect that. I can respect yeah. that. There were you not know, speaking of Liberty Defined. There are too many books starting with Liberty. For a new Liberty, <laughs> Liberty Defined, Conceived in Liberty. Essex of Liberty. I get up. I can't get him. He, I can't get him straight, man. Well, before I reply to you about when you asked that question, I was like, it was Liberty Defined, right? And I had to like look it up just to make sure. <laughs> it's, it's, I, uh, I get it. Libertarians like Liberty, but yeah. get better names for your books. I mean, this is, I mean, I, I love Waspa. I love Hopper, but what was that book? Um, Essex, Economic and Essex of Private Property. Great book. Fucking terrible title. Yeah. I mean, who wants to pick that right. book up? <laughs> It's <laughs> or uh, also with that, with top is a theory of social socialism, capitalism, but then you also just have a Mises that just calls his book socialism, yeah. <laughs> so, on the other end, like, I can I can respect the simple title for right. I was like, that's also like my I think, I think that's his best book, honestly. Like, socialism by Mises is like my probably my favorite, like, Aust besides against, like, against the left and socialism, like the two top tier Austrian libertarian books everyone should read, even if they're not right. a libertarian, those books are just like really great, right? Um. No, it's definitely been on my reading list. I just need to sit down, like actually start reading more. Yeah, or actually reading like nonfiction. I've been reading through the Dune books. So nice, nice. What are your yeah. thoughts on the Dune book? I'm thinking I, I'm I'm currently going through Lord of Rings now. It's my okay. fiction reading, and I, I found out Token did not like the Dune books. Yeah, no, I just found that out too. Um, I'm I'm loving. It. I just finished Dune Messiah Friday, the second one. Which the second one was pretty slow, but it was fascinating. It, uh, but it, um, so Tolkien hated him because uh, briefly, basically, uh, Frank Herbert uh, was an atheist. Uh, Tolkien, <laughs> I don't think, was also the biggest sci fi fan. Their writing yeah. styles are vastly different. Yeah. I mean, um, Tolkien created whole languages. I mean, this is a giant nerd. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, another thing, uh, Herbert, because the books are like 10,000 years in the future. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of the books that uh, Paul Atreides has given to him by the doctor in the first book is called the uh, orange Bible. So it's like, they kind of like in the future combine some of the old religions and stuff too. But so I think that's also what Tolkien didn't like. I can imagine Tolkien not liking that being a Catholic. Yeah. yeah I've, right. I've been, <clears throat> I've been researching, I've been reading up on Tolkien's political views. 
dude, I mean, you ever read and write about the apparently someone wrote him a letter asking him like if elves could get divorced. <laughs> and he just went off on it pretty much. Like he's the start off as well. Here's why they can't get divorced. And he and it was he also no one should get divorced. And he just kept going off about like divorce wouldn't be a thing. And I'm like, and now that like I love how these people who are making the new Lord of Rings stuff, like Togut would agree with us on our on our like uh, progressive uh identity stuff. And it's like, dude, he didn't believe women like he called women who enjoyed sex an oddity. <laughs> like that's <laughs> dude, don't admit that. <laughs> I just I, I love it. Ba- base token. Let's go. Yeah, no. Yeah, like he was just uh, fascinated. And I hate all the... I'm not looking forward to the Amazon stuff. I'm going to... I have a friend of mine, like a token guy. We're going to pirate it and um review it because we're not going to give him any money. We're just going to pirate it to watch it because it's... Right. It's be, I mean, I guess I've already given the money, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably pirate it also and watch it on there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be so bad, dude. I can't... I can't it, deal with it. it. Not anti woke, but the same studio did The Boys. Like, yeah, the, the Boys is weird, honestly. Like you, you yeah. watch it, and it's like it's it's not. It's very good at not being woke, but it's also not anti woke. It, it's it's weird how it like, right. walks this it, line of it being like it's it's just, it's shock value, and sometimes the shock value is just being not woke. Not it, even anti woke. It's not woke. It, right. It kind of um like. Uh, Dave Chappelle, it kind of just goes after everyone. Hmm. Like it goes after the SJWs, but it also yeah. like goes after the right wingers. Like I texted uh, John the Wildman from a uh, hop hour the other day. I was like uh, watching the new season. I was like, why does the boys always make right wingers look so badass? And it's just this group. <laughs> it's like huge rednecks in like a gun convention. Like yeah. we're going to take on the government. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Dude, this, this Friday is the uh, Hero Gasm episode. What's I, I I downloaded that series on the comics today because I haven't read all the comics, only some of them. So I was like, I'm going to read these. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it or not. Apparently, it's like banned in 14 different countries. And I'm like, I I can't I can't wait. Yeah, Anthony Starr already said he's not watching parts of it. <laughs> he, that dude's such a good actor, though. I mean, oh, I... This is the facial yeah. expressions he can do. It's his eyes. Like, this is flashes of, like, entirely different personalities. And I'm like, this guy is an amazing actor. And I heard uh, interviews from the cast over the last couple of seasons. They're all saying he's just the nicest person. I've like, seen some bloopers, and it's hilarious. Yeah. It's just, and it's funny. Watch the blooper. Like, the moment he's not, like, the moment he messes up a line, his face reverts like to his normal face, and you can't, you can barely recognize him. Like, it's just crazy how much it's just kind of like, wait, that's the same guy. And it's just a split second. Like, he can. I don't know how he does it. He has a such control over how he presents himself. It's insane. I want to see him do more. After like Boys Ends, I want to see him do more movies, more yeah. shows. I got to see him in more things. He's just he's a great actor. Well, I heard. Uh, I saw an interview with the uh, um, the guy from Supernatural, Soldier Boy, mm. and he was told to bulk up, so he spent months in the gym and stuff. And then he showed up on set, and Anthony Starr is just like, "Dude, why didn't you just ask them to put padding in the suit?" <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck?" I love it. Oh, it's. <clears throat> so yeah enough back to the actual politics i'm having about from cold so um you mentioned post-libertarian nearby are you like um reading things outside of libertarianism now are you like watching nrx type videos like most people go post-libertarian and end up, end up, end up, end up going down the nrx pipeline like, so yeah down, i, I started reading a, a little bit of it uh not uh much but everything i have seen out of early yarvin at least i'm really liking so i, I know i've heard like more recent yarvin isn't as good yeah, I think there's Moldbug and there's Yavin. And it's, it's <laughs> right. not, not the same. I would say, I think Land goes too far when he criticizes, um, like, when he said, um, 
like three degrees of separation between Mobug and Yarvin and IQ or something. It was just, I don't think it's that bad, but right. Some people really well, are hating on Yarvin. Yeah. Well, then the, uh, like, what was it, a month or two ago, uh, Pete had him and uh, Aaron McIntyre on. I thought Aaron was just dominating the conversation. Oh, and it's amazing. Yeah. Like, that right, dude yeah. Is, is, is this incredible. I mean, where did he come from? I don't know. He popped out of nowhere on I saw him on and Twitter one day and I'm like, up, at least on my yeah. And like his his talking points, his tweets end up like I hear him on the, I hear him on the Daily Wire. They never reference him, but they always like say the same exact thing, quote him word for word. And it's like this this guy's like influencing all the white people in the right in the right ways. I didn't know the Daily Wire would go that far right. It, it's honestly it's been shocking. Like Vince Hero still like sucks ass. Right. But like Michael knows and uh, Matt Walsh are like ridiculous yeah good. walsh has somehow has gotten cool yeah over the last couple I, I need to watch his documentary still i heard it's great it's i i watched it and viewed it with uh, tommy salmons and um uh adam nettle and it was just it's a great documentary man i okay i think i'm, more, I'm probably gonna watch it again soon because mm -hmm. it's um it's like matt walsh i don't know what i think i think what is this politics is getting it's so the the culture and culture politics i think is so fucking insane like it's just it's so like this on its face, bats it insane. That someone who just has very common sense and is very like a regular dude can just poke all these holes in it, and they just they react more visibly. They react more like in visceral anger to Matt Walsh's common questions than they would to like some academic writing. Like there was, they they're more mad at Matt Walsh for asking what is a woman than Deborah Sills' entire article or books. Like, <laughs> well, and well, also like going back with just the normal common sense shit. It's like uh, Jordan Peterson. Like, why do so many people hate him? He's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't throw people in jail for calling a four-year-old the wrong gender. Also, make your bed. Yeah, it's, it's so it's such simple advice, and people are just like reading about it. It for years. Yeah, and they're like, I'm glad he got hooked on painkillers. It's like, why? Yeah, what? I can't remember the exact quote, but there was some early tips for like who said something about um. <clears throat> There'll be a time where being sane is called insane, and being insane be called the norm. Uh, I'm pay I'm, I'm paraphrasing him like right. maliciously, but he was like spot on with that. It, like, has it always been this way, or is the internet made it worse, or is it just or really, more noticeable, or is it just? I was thinking about it the other day. Like, like I was talking about. I have a friend. He's like, I have a coworker. He's very like non-political. He's like, he's like. Like I just don't want to upset people. I want to listen, go both sides, see both sides. I don't watch the news because I can't, I can't trust the stories they're saying. This very middle of the road, normal person. Um, and we talking about like we're talking about how like, when he's um younger part it was like this crazy saying, and now it's all this like insane stuff. And I was thinking, like, okay, what was the cause? Was it, like the internet that's like making it mainstream now? Everyone everyone sees it all the time. It's all the news, or was it like was it always kind of this mainstream? But then there wasn't like these outlets for people to like really get into it, you know? Like it's different like having a Sunday newspaper that gives you a little bit of news to having it like every every minute yeah a new breaking news story it feels like. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it did get exasperated after nine eleven with twenty four hour news, but also like I don't know like is it's so much more in your face. Like, do you think without the internet, they were debauchery was forced underground? Maybe not forced underground. Maybe just um. It wasn't well, celebrated. It was, I think, it was relegated to areas. You know, right? Like you, people, if you went, you could go to New Orleans and see Mardi Gras, but now Mardi Gras is advertised every day. It feels like, yeah. you know, it's like people can people who aren't the dinnerwits are like one of it's like much as I don't like Sadius Russell, his stuff about how culture moves, the thing is actually pretty good. 
And people don't want to be people don't want to be the guy, the first person to wear a red dress. They want to be the person who sails and, and announces somebody wearing the red dress. And so they can have this like pseudo like, oh, see, I'm a part of this movement because I say a drag queen story hours on Twitter. And it's like all you're doing is, is saying news stories, make people hate people. It, it's it's they have to. It's, I can't put in the words, but it's just really weird. Like they want to be a part of culture, but I can actually do any of the things, the work. Yeah, um, I mean, I think a lot of people. All political parties do that, but definitely mm. the LP is the worst oh, at it. Definitely. Yeah. Everything I hate about politics is like exemplified in how terrible the LP. Like, it is this a is a joke? It's yeah. But I and even like uh since uh, it, uh yeah, like when you said like it was all relegated to area. Sorry about the side LP rant. They've just been it's pissing fine. me off so much lately. Same. Uh, but like even then, like it was like uh even just a couple years ago, I'd be like fine, like going out to some bars with friends and like, you know, we'd go to a gay bar or something like in St. Louis or something. And it's like some like the one, not the ones that were like in your face or anything, but you know, it's like, yeah, it was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I got drunk with some friends at a bar and there was a, a drag show there. And I don't consider myself like super degenerate. Like it's not something I'd go to every weekend or anything, you know, it was like a yeah. one-time thing or a Rocky horror picture show. Yeah. But am I going to take a fucking kid there? Obviously not. I'm not like, going to talk it, about it in church on Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it, it's so I can't. <clears throat> I understood it, it was debaucherous, and it had its time and its place. Yes, yeah, it, 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 it's how I put this is a the whole point. Like, so think about time and places. You know, like the church was on Sunday. These things are relegated to these areas, red light districts, these kind of things. <clears throat> it's like the the internet is like the tore down all, all borders between like groups and events and now everything no no nothing no longer has a time and place everything has to be whenever the person wants it to be and it's never this is this constant hmm. yeah but i really got nothing more to add on i mean I, it's just it's just so insane right just... and you have to be okay with it or you're shunned yeah like, I wouldn't mind being that, at this point. <laughs> yeah, I am too. But it's like, when did that happen? Like, even just a couple years ago. Like, you know, it's like the slippery slope thing. But it's like, yeah, oh, no, drag shows are gross. Or like, you know, they definitely shouldn't have to bake the cake. But now it's like, you are going to like have to like fucking, you know, I'm surprised, you know, there aren't countries already like Canada or Australia and stuff like forcing pastors to perform gay weddings. Yeah. I mean, they're already forcing parents to like either hope their kids transition or... Yeah, it, it's it's something about. It's actually maybe an interesting point to go down. The governments aren't willing to force um, organizations to perform like gay marriages, but they're willing to force individuals to perform trans surgeries on children. And that kind mm. of just points to the state that is in numbers and safety and collectives, like the atomized individuals that are most vulnerable to the state. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. That that is a good point because I do think if they go after the church, then mm. it's gonna be bad. And yeah. then I you know, like I saw some people are like. Oh well, you know, obviously they're always like tax the churches, and it's like yeah, if they do that, they're gonna get a political voice. You really don't want that. No, you don't want that. We want that, but yeah, I would, but... I would, I would love like the SPX church people had a political voice, <laughs> like that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean they, they just... try, I mean they saw it in Canada. They, they did something. Like, they try to do like they locked down a few. They set down a few churches. The people were outside like. But then in Canada, a guy was yelling, like some Polish, Polish uh, pastor was like yelling at the police off the car, Nazis. I think I was in Canada. Yeah, no, like, that was a uh, synagogue. Yeah. That was a like, synagogue, yeah. yeah. 
like when they when they did try to push some religious lockdown stuff, and they really it backfired a lot. A lot. There's some people who went along. The ones who didn't were like mainstream news stories, and that obviously wasn't right. good for the agenda. And yeah. so it really is like there is there is safety in a collective use, collective people, there's safety in a group, there's safety in numbers, and this is why I think libertarian really. I mean, this is why I think libertarian the libertarian party itself is probably going to fail, as they decentralized. I mean, the LP MC spent two years pretty much saying we're not going to want someone against DeSantis. Um, then, only oh, for what? It wasn't even a week later. A week later, a week, like less than, less, less than a week later, the decent because it's decentralized, they can't actually stop them from doing it. They're going to yeah. ignore and make, make, put egg on Dave's face, Dave's face, and everyone else's face who said they weren't going to do it. And it's just That's uh, it's like, I get they can do it. They don't have power over the Florida LP. That's fine. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad setup, but they should be. Dave needs maybe not uh, from the national P standpoint, mm -hmm. but every single member, Dave, Angela, Josh Smith, Michael Heiss, they all need to be like against this vocally. Yeah. This is something I'm going to ask Hector when I interview him next month. I, yeah. I, I actually got the interview. It's going to be, oh, dude, I can't wait to interview. I have so many questions. I really want to know like why people vote for him. Um, the whole, whole LP situation. Like I really want to get his story about the whole, why did he decide to run? If so no is the one... guy Mises caucus? Yes. Okay, he's been he's been there for a while. Okay. He left his he didn't delete his private Twitter account from before he announced his office. So I, I, I saw been, he had like a thousand followers on there or something. Like, kind of decent yeah. amount. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, he gets zero interactions. He gets like oh, okay. I, I can't find a single like on any of these posts. Hmm. Um, but I, I've never seen him through anything that wasn't just the most mainstream libertarian take you can imagine. It's for a political. Yeah. He's, he's a he's a professional political consultant. And he's making this decision to run against the most popular governor in the country without any experience beforehand. I don't know if he's probably not a good political consultant. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in the LP. I don't think he can be a good political consultant and be in the LP. <laughs> True. True. I would tell him to keep his day job, but I don't know if we want that either. <laughs> no. He can find a new job. Work at McDonald's <laughs> or something. What's he drinking over there? Uh, I got a truly lemonade from the gas station. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I've never, I, I've had a truly's like once, but I, I can't remember what it tasted like. Cause I was already like past the point of like yeah. remembering the night. No, I, I like their lemonades a lot. Mm. They're not like too sweet, like Mike's hard or anything like that. So they're actually enjoyable. Cause I typically don't like, I'm okay with seltzers, but I typically don't like sweeter drinks. Yeah. I'm not a big seltzer guy. Yeah. These are actually good. I had a uh, I was at I was at some Westwood in, in Lakeland, uh, sitting nearby, and they had a bunch of cider options. And I'm a huge like angry orchard guy. They oh. had a black cherry. They had a black cherry cider, and it was a uh, fucking amazing, dude. I I could not get over it. I had like three of them. I was like, give me another one. Give me more. I need more. Yeah, <clears throat> they just tasted so good. So what part of Florida are you in then? Uh, Polk County, right there in the middle. Oh, okay, okay. I, You're I'm not in Bay the County near the no, 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 no. Okay. No, I'm in the part like um, I'm in. Is an example of how bad Polk County has like has like a um, image. If you you notice so big, the table is so big mouse. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's an episode where they go to Florida to sing a song about uh, how terrible Lakeland is. <laughs> and I, I I'm constantly in Lakeland for like for friends. All my friends live in Lakeland. My okay. my sister used to be in Lakeland, so uh -huh. it's like known as a very uh, not like to. It's where poor people go, they say, but it's really not that it's not that bad. It's like it's, it's got like growing cities, but it's a good place to be. Okay. Um, we got Axel in place. I mean, you could drink beer and throw axes. What more do you want? <laughs> I did axe ring one time at my hometown. There's a bar that has it. Uh, so we waited in line for our spot. So, you know, they only like five at a packed bar. <laughs> this guy. 
that was like working it was like just as skinny as me. And this is his job to like show people how to do it. And he like throws one and it just misses. <laughs> like, this is your job, dude. <laughs> You're also the only sober one here. Oh my. Yeah. I, 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 I love the fact that like drinking the salad plants have axe throwing competition, axe throwing things. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, it's beautiful. It's it, so like stupid and I love it. Mm hmm. It's mm -hmm. oh. I, the insurance on those places has to be insane. Oh, I though. can't imagine. I can't. I, I don't. I can't. Like, I'm trying to like put to a number. I can't even think about the, like. But I'm pretty. I think. I think bars already have like a, a, a high insurance situation. I can't imagine these sort of like bladed weaponry that is thrown by drunk people. Yeah. Like how it's... how the. <laughs> and they don't put like a breathalyzer on there. Like I know like bars aren't supposed to. You know, it's illegal to overserve people. But when does that ever yeah. happen? No one. Or when does it stop them? That. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> mm. But I mean, like, so, well, I want to know what's like next after axe throwing. Drunken go karts. I'm gonna bet money on drunken go karts. I could do that. That'd be fun. Like, that'd be that'd be a blast. That would be awesome. You get Lou Walker in to have a road beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to say, like, you do like, did you ever play a uh, Dungeon and Drive, the Mario Kart game? Um, I don't. No, no. So you play Mario Kart with friends, and you have a beer with you. Mm -hmm. The race starts. You open the beer. You have to finish the beer before you finish the race. You cannot drink while you are actively driving. Oh, I'm playing that with my friends. It's so, so much fun. Like, yeah. they just got a new Switch. They're looking for games to play. I'm gonna, add, mm -hmm. I'm, gonna I'm gonna look up a Nintendo Switch drinking games. I'm gonna have a good time. So in college, we did the uh, GameCube one. Nice. And we would do teams of two because we would do the uh, 16 tracks. So we would chug eight mm -hmm. beers in like an hour, and then we would go play our B team soccer in a mural league. <laughs> <sighs> That was some of the most fun nights I had. See these stories that make me these kind of stories that make me want to go to college. <laughs> like, uh, the rest of college mostly sucked. Yeah, and yeah, my college I, was like it was engineering, so it was like eighty percent guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I went. I went. I only did a one semester uh, before I was a. I don't. I actually don't know if I'm, I'm allowed back on the campus yet. Um, I had a. I'm not, I, I never told a story on air before. So I'm gonna tell a story real quick. I had the I had the cops call to me uh, in the school. Because I was doing one of those analog tests where I have to record you when you take the test, and I didn't know it was already active because I couldn't get, I couldn't get into the class, and I had been dealing it was like during peak COVID, I've been trying to like get a hold of anybody and like no one would answer. The the, the business never does the school never does it where the school hours were online they were always closed. They open like two hours a day and never told me what the hours were, and so I was just having like a couple of weeks of dealing with these assholes, and I made a joke because uh, they're all very jumpy about like about school students, and I made a joke saying. Um, if the school was so scared about school suitors, you'd think they treat their students nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's reasonable. I think that's a very true statement. The yeah. school did not think so. <laughs> and so the cops had like the cops called the cops took my parents, everyone I knew, my employer trying to get a hold of me. I was out of town. And so I had a gun a phone with a cop and He's like, so I hope he's sweating to suit up a school. I'm like, no, no, I told him I told him the joke and then I defended the joke to the cop and I argued with him about it. <laughs> Um, and then I had to do a meeting with the dean that I, I never went to. I just said, no, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm not going. I'm not doing yeah. this. <laughs> Dropped no. out. Um, yes, yeah, so I actually don't know if I'm like what my situation of standing is right now with that school. <laughs> what were you going to go for? Did you know you were? <clears throat> I was going to get my AA. Um, okay. And then yeah, right now I have to find someone to get a four year four year degree because I got to get a um, surveying license for my job. Mm, and yeah. any four, it's crazy. In Florida, you, you need a surveying license. You have any four year degree. Literally anything. I can get a degree in economics and get a surveying license out of it. It's it's so it's it's stupid. 
it's so dumb like some of those things like i know like law like pre-law can be anything like most people do like history or whatever but at least then you know they have four years of school for just law like what like why is it not like a civil engineering degree or something for serving yeah it's it or why is it was. not like a year class maybe you know or apprenticeship yeah you can definitely do an apprenticeship for like, serving I, i'm currently working at a surveying place been five years on apprenticeship pretty much and yeah it, it's what it, what it is is um this big surveying company here has a bunch of like licensed surveyors and they don't want to get more licensed surveyors. And so they've we've kind of rigged it where you can't without a degree. So it's, it's just a great example of cronyism in Florida. Here you go. So Bishop, that's your next topic. I'm giving so a, a assignment now. I need him to do a, a video on cronyism in Florida and get the sanders to fix that. <laughs> I, don't want to, the, I don't want to fix the school. Right. What was the uh, thing about the, uh, 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 power company in Florida. I heard though mention it on a podcast. Like Duke Energy or maybe uh, he they got like a bunch of the uh, state reps into the state uh, Congress, yeah. and then I, the I Santos just vetoed the bill. Yeah, I don't know a bunch about the story. Um, okay. I do, I do know Duke Energy is um assholes. I have to do with them at work sometimes, and they're just the even like the lowest people are assholes. Like this, the guys in the field are dicks. Like so, I can't imagine a higher up any better. Like I've never met a good person who works at Duke. So they're just like, do, are they like power supply for like the whole state then, basically? Not for the whole state, but for a lot of it. Okay, okay. For a lot of it, though. Okay. I mean, I, most people I know have like um, some either some employee relationship with Duke or some or get the energy from Duke or something along the lines. So are they coal or what? I, I really don't know. Okay. I don't know the details. I might need. To, I'm not yeah. gonna. I know. I my dear someone at work. They always setting up solar plants or solar power plants or something. These giant like miles of solar farm plant, solar farm. Um, yeah, but I can't Florida's imagine that's not gonna have that much land to do that for anymore. Much longer. Oh. Everyone's moving there. If people move here and then the uh, price of houses and apartments to drop. That'd be great. Yeah. I guess the biggest issue in Florida right now is how expensive it is to be here. Mm. Like I'm never leaving, no. but I can't afford to say. <laughs> I want to move there. If you ever move down here, man, let me. If you have moved down here, let me know. We can get a drink or sometime. We'll yeah, sometime. for sure. No, I think I would do uh, probably Orlando because uh, fiance, she, nice. her whole family's nuts, like Disney adults. Uh, so Disney adults. I have. To, I don't. I, I lost count how many of my friends like proposed or got married at Disney. Like I have just lost count of this. Like people, I did that. <laughs> but but they're huge into Disney, and then uh, she didn't know I was going to be there. Okay, okay, so that, that adds yeah. to it. It's different yeah. than just going to Disney on a go. Right, yeah. I mean, I went to Disney like every other, every other Friday for like a year and a half at one point. I mean, oh, that's awesome. but I was also like 12. <laughs> we had we had passes. We lived like pretty close. Oh, yeah. I was, I was well, they're so school, cheap so kinda, for Florida residents. They, they were. They've changed up how it's done, but it's... it's um Right. I mean, it's still, it's still fun to go. I mean, I got... Uh, I mean, I went to the Star Wars place and got the whole... Uh, lightsaber situation oh nice you know i mean it's, it's fun I, I i did the whole yeah. build your own lightsaber thing too and it's a, it's a it's a blast it's really cool mm-hmm. but it's it's just after covid it's just it's not fun <laughs> it's not fun to be there they had like no restrictions at all no and i now? just went in april okay i might need to go again then yeah no, that's it, my, I, there were a couple cast members wearing masks but that was it mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I, it was we were trying to buy I was, I was, I was I went like once during a whole COVID situation when they were open and we're trying to because how um, far away from it are you? I'm like probably an hour. Okay. About an hour. Probably it's depends yeah. on traffic, you know, but average right. about an hour. Um and we're trying to get some ice cream. 
and um, I have my mask on, talk to the guy, and my mom's sitting down, and she sees this wasp just like landing on this guy's hat, moving off. He doesn't notice it, and so she walks up and like has a mask. I'm like, hey, there's a wasp, and he says, "Man, your mask." And like he keeps on saying, "I'm just telling him about the wasp." He keeps cutting my mom off about the wasp. It's like, fine, get stung, and then she like walked off, and I'm just like <laughs> looking at him like, "You an asshole," <laughs> and I paid for my ice cream and left. I'm like, he's trying to help you out. You have a plexiglass windshield in front of you. He's directly that, that stops everything. Fuck up. It's yeah. It was so like I wanted to hit him. I was ready to hit him. It was just, it was so stupid. Yeah, like we moved up to uh, here in Kansas City uh, last fall. In Kansas, like I said, when we moved up, Kansas City was still pretty locked down. Mm-hmm. We moved up and I started work in September, so my parents came up in October to visit, and we went to a Boulevard's, the biggest brewery up here in Kansas City, and we were at a table. You know, they started mass made it in the city, mm-hmm. and Boulevard was enforcing it pretty strict. So my dad walked away from the table like five feet from the table just to see the menu. You know, he's in his fifties. His eyesight's not great anymore. Mm-hmm. They like three of them yell at him to put on his mask. He's not standing by anyway. He's like, I just wanted to see what beer, you know, he was going to wear his mask to get the beer. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, fuck off. It's like, you know, the, um, the example people give of like life, like teenage lifeguard, when they get any amount of power, it all goes to the head. Mm. It's like people have no power. This is why I think Texas he was right. People have no power, and the moment they got to get any any ability to enforce anything, and not only have the authority to enforce, but then feel like a good person, everyone applauded them for enforcing it. They all just like lopped, like just jumped on that shit, and it was, it's been, it's been it was insane. Well, yeah, I think COVID definitely. Actually, uh, going back to our earlier conversation, all the COVID stuff because it definitely got really really bad during COVID. Like people have always been like this, but. I think that's like what's pushed in the last year or so more of the um, LGBTQ stuff because people want to be the good people, but also the January 6th people, like the people just turning in their own family members. Well, yeah. What in the, uh, I mean, um, like, like even... if it, they were like armed and burning it down, you know, like we saw all of 2020, I'd be like, okay, I can understand you turning in your family members. Yeah. I would disagree with it, but I could understand it. Yeah. It's the, like going on an unguided, un- unguided tour through like the the they most sacred le- place in our democracy. <laughs> they were at least they were let in, unlike uh, Colbert's reporters. <sighs> they had more of a reason to be there than Colbert's reporters did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I mean, even in, even in like Russia, people like people who return their families, well, it's like you know immediately disrespected. No one liked them. You know, like it was just. And nowadays, people are like celebrated for turning in family members. Like, well. Yeah. Coastally, I would say we're like not fall off from like communist Russia, which makes her like a boomer. But yeah. also, fuck you, we're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, <sighs> that's why the Libertarian Party people are going to be like, let's just not use the gulags. And you and me are like, let's put these people into the gulags. Let's use the gulags for ourselves. I could, I'm a fan of that idea. Yeah. Now, listen, prison abolition, I, I love Marcel, I love Ace, they're both white. We should get rid of prisons, but not for the left. The left, right. the, yeah. they deserve prison, you know. Maybe, maybe worse prisons, you know, like side start taking five minutes. Something like I don't know, I, I can't think of a good idea for part of this. not going to be like Fed posted on here, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they deserve what's coming to them, which is probably not salvation. <laughs> this is why I think uh, Hop and Pinochet are wrong with the helicopters because you could still get work out of them, yeah, yeah, I let's mean, make you, money off it, yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, you always need a worker class, you know. I, I I think I I I almost said a mandated forced worker class, and I was I realized what that was going to sound like as I, as I was saying it. I'm like, okay, I gotta gotta pull back on that one a little bit. That's gonna that's gonna get clipped out later. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I guess one on one podcasts are kind of like mandates, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. So, Libertarian Party, they have been. Who was there? Was some guy I saw on on Twitter today. So, uh, some uh, Josiah. So, um, I can't pronounce his at. I, I can't. I'm gonna try, but some guy, some Orthodox guy named just Josiah, uh, made a post about uh, libertarians like like leftists that have the uh, they have a. Like, I can't remember exactly, but it was like they live in a, a circus that has a type of gate that Zion Howard has left this flood into it, and it's like it's against the nap to like kick the gatekeep. And mm-hmm. some music talkers are coming like, "Oh, you're behind the news. We kicked out all the leftists in the Libertarian Party like two weeks ago." And I just, it's just like, oh, dude, I just posted a photo of a meme, and it was a Conquest Second Law. It's just like, I mean, that's was that the one you posted the uh, SpongeBob one. No, I have a different one. Uh, okay. I had one. It was a uh, the uh, the wrestler. I think it was the Undertaker or something like behind him in the wrestling meme, oh. and it was a Mises Caucus smiley behind him was um uh, Congress Second Law. And it's like, dude, Congress Second Law shouldn't be proven daily. Okay, yeah. it, it's supposed to take time for these things to be proven. It's not like a daily occurrence where I got to post talk of the talk of the Congress Second Law. It's right again. It's so since you bring up Congress Second Law a lot, I want to. I was going to ask. Um, did you listen to uh, Dave Smith on Lines of Liberty? last week yep. yeah yeah what he i think he had a decent point about it with i you know the mises institute itself is not expressively right wing yeah i i would I, it's they do i would say what's weird about the mises institute when it so comes are they to just these, the exception to the rule i i don't know if they're the exception i think what it is is it's lou aqua zeph dice papa they have so many people there who are explicitly right wing that it the the higher ups involved are explicitly right wing and that deters leftists from trying to subvert it. And so it's like why it is not an explicitly right wing group, the higher ups are explicitly right wing. And so it is by proxy explicitly right wing. And so it kind of it's not it, it's um the, I think Congress Second Law doesn't apply because it doesn't is is implicitly right wing, but not explicitly. So it's like it's a weird example, but I still think it's it's they are not. I don't. I think. I don't think they're an exception to the rule. I think it's just a different way of a. Uh, you have to really look at it and kind of formulate why it's a, okay. a situation like this. Because I don't. It was the point he brought up. I, I thought it was an interesting right. Point. Yeah. No. And before he brought it up, I always just initially thought of them as right wing. Yeah. But I also think the Mises or the Mises Caucus itself. Um, I keep screwing that up. Um, they need to come out as right wing because libertarianism should, at least in the American sense, Rothbardian sense, should be right wing, which yeah. is what the party is. It's not okay, maybe not quite Rothbardian, but it's Rothbard leaning. And I don't know why they never just came out and said it. Because the libertarians want to be accepted. <laughs> That's like the yeah. biggest, the biggest, the biggest thing libertarians want is not to win, but to be accepted as like a legitimate a third party option, which is why they let in like that Kaolin Kale, crazy lady with the demon eyes. Um, uh, what's her name? I can't pronounce her last name, but see, I see, has to block me on Twitter. Um, let me find if I look up here, Dr. Kaolin. Um, oh, the uh, New Hampshire girl. Yeah, the one who yeah. said all the all the Jews decided to kill this wanted to die, and that uh, Hitler was in heaven. That that fucking nut job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, why did they let her win? They, they let her win because they want to be accepted. And she has like fifteen thousand followers. Like I just saw her this week with the uh, Florida stuff. Like, I had never seen this girl before. Yeah, she was on the she was on Dust with so she's been on a few Libertarian podcasts. Okay, she was she's she's. When she started off, she was explicitly the left left me person. Like she's explicitly the left left me kind of person, which okay. means she still admits to being on the left, and she's just anti-republican, anti-right um, wing. 
has the craziest takes. I mean, just look at her and how she talks. So kind of like he's, a, he's a Brian Coyle. Yeah, Brian Coyle. Yeah. Okay. Now, that guy burned his LP membership. Did you see that? Like he posted about burning it. I'm like, I hated. I saw the screenshot. I was like, oh, this person blocked me. I forgot about him. Yeah. Her, I wish I wasn't. I wasn't blocked. Saying coach would say you're allowed to have matches. <laughs> like I just talked to someone like this child and started to have like prison star file. Yeah. Like, it, well, also like with the uh, why they should be right wing fucking vermin supreme. If you um, want to be taken seriously, kick that guy out of the party. Yeah, I, I, I. But guys, he wears a boot on his head. That's that takes up the norm. And it, I just, I, I, how I anyone get takes the fucking joke by now. Like, I can't, I can't, like, it's so, it's not, it's not even a funny joke. Like, it's just a stupid joke. Even I, at I, first, I was like, oh, I get it. That's kind of interesting. And now I'm just like, dude, stop. Yeah. I've never seen him say anything remotely intelligent. I don't think he can. <laughs> I, I, I don't believe he is, is intelligent. I mean, anyone who puts a no. new one ahead and dresses like that, it can't be intelligent. Right. I, I, it's, you saw, you ruled out. You can't. He's just yeah. a commie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, I, I can't remember. I saw some tweets about him, like, explicitly, like, explicitly socialist and communist. Yeah. Like, he's uh, super big on uh, worker co ops and unions. Um, Equal pay, uh, labor theory or value stuff. I, I, from what I remember, I could be yeah. wrong. But like all, I don't all want the, some like, fucking neckbeard coming in here. Oh, well, actually, he's more of a mutualist than a socialist. Shut up. He sucks. All left-wing people are demonic. I'm, I'm just going to make that my hot take <laughs> for today. Um, that's just, I don't care. If I'm wrong, okay, but block me. I don't, I don't care. Um, this is my new thing. If you think I'm wrong, don't engage. Just block me. Just be happy yeah. that I'm wrong. Okay, I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Um, and that's why I think that, that's why this is why that, like all good libertarians, all, all the good libertarians are good on economics. Um, actually, let's get this a little bit. Um, yeah. a lot of libertarians are, are, are great on economics, but they also have a hard time like, only speaking in economic terms. Economics does not convince people, like, the no. few art it convinces like autistic people, people who like numbers, and people who are like that. But, like, if you want to make it, uh, this is actually why I think Eric Vaughn Kaluten is more convincing than Hopper. Because he'll make, make historical and logical arguments where Hopper kind of has the economic and a priori things. I think why his is really good, you have to kind of be open to that kind of language. Why with Ladin, you can just give historical examples and explain why things are better. Where it's like, hey, these, these people killed less people. Right. Or like um, uh, what Safi Dean's doing with Bitcoin and crypto. Yeah. You know, like he's doing like the nerd part of it and the good parts of it. Mm. But with uh, real world, like modern examples. Yeah. You know, you don't have to like go into like super crazy. You know, you don't have to go a hundred years ago for the Great Depression and realize what the government's done to our money is wrong. It's like you know, it's like hey, like look at what this is doing. I mean, maybe not right now the last couple of weeks with crypto prices, but yeah, crypto. I've, I've lost. I mean, I'm looking, I looked at my crypto, crypto today, and I was like, this better fucking bounce back up. This better. Are you you Bitcoin maxers better not be lying to me right now? Like this better bounce back up. No, no, uh, Discord. I just shared the. Uh, Tobias Funke, we're oh my god, we're having a fire sale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, so it's not looking good. I think it'll bounce yeah, back up. I'm sure it'll bounce back up. It's, I mean, with it's, inflation, it's, it has to, right? Like, there's yeah, it, I mean, it, it's I, I talked a lot to uh, Tom Woods episode, you know, what's having a Bitcoin, and it's um, it was interesting. Like, this, this is interesting. I, I'm not gonna try to tell the story because I'm, I'm not enough in that financial Bitcoin world to explain any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, libertarians, that right there, that was an example of someone not knowing something and decide not to talk about it. Maybe you should try that too. 
was about to say we did a half an hour episode on bitcoin and john wildman goes in like you need a hardware wallet this is how you store your keys this is how you're complete you know i sat i don't i think i said maybe 10 words that whole hour episode <laughs> i was like you go dude yeah i had an entire podcast like that <laughs> like i've had a guy on i'm just like yeah you explain this to me now like i'm five years old and i'll just hear and go. i'm just like taking notes off screen exactly exactly this is like what's the example like libertarian subversion is uh what's that what's his name todd hobgoblin Hob Hob todd something <laughs> i i did that fucking boss baby i mean what grown man calls himself a boss baby and makes a drawing like that like who like he could miss in the drawing of that like what no yeah his old profile picture picture of his face on the boss baby and like a tight tail I, I, oh, I didn't know he did the picture. I gotta see if I got five. I don't know how to story with it. Even if it, someone else do it, like, how do you make that your own profile pic? Todd, I'm saying find it here. And his voice. I mean, look at this guy with the big beard, and you're like, oh, he's probably a masculine dude. Libertarian yeah. C. I bet it, it's awesome. And then, like, my first uh, experience with him was that uh, I think it's still his pin tweet, the uh, social security one. I haven't seen that one. I'm, like, I, I, I'm actually black. Uh, it used to be a pinch. We, it's awesome. My dad even shared a couple years ago on uh, Facebook. Nice. It's. Yeah, I can't find him because I'm blocked. I think. Oh, I got him. If you can um, read it off, or, read off of me real quick if you can. Uh, by the time I'm yeah, this is from January first, twenty nineteen. By the time I'm sixty-seven, over six hundred thousand dollars would be paid into Social Security on my behalf. That money would have been worth 1.9 million if I had gotten a 5% return. My annual interest would be 95k. The government promises promises me $3,075 a month at 67, which is $37,000 a year. House is not theft. It's a good short it is great good. example. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, this guy seems cool." Libertarianism and then I start following I'm like, "Geez. Drag queen is no different than taking the kids to church." <laughs> and from a libertarian's perspective, it's not yeah, that's like this is my problem with libertarianism. I know, like, like, like Ace is right. Ace is a hundred percent right. This is not like from libertarian principle. He's a hundred percent right, which is, is why I I love Ace. Ace is great. He's a, he's a great sounding board for explaining why I'm not a libertarian. <laughs> like he's not convincing me. He's explaining for me why I don't believe in this. That's true. No, I yeah. Great no, yeah, I've definitely I've fallen on off on Ace over the last yeah. couple months. Like I've had him on the show multiple times. Probably gonna have him on again in the future. I really enjoy talking to Ace. He, he I seems like a cool guy. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's great. We did um, what was it? Uh, a prison abolition episode, and that was Ooh, just uh, really okay. good. Like it was a, I need to actually, I want to have Marcel on because him and Marcel both are for prison abolition. But like his is like we should have like a social credit, like not social credit, like we should have reputation that matter when people should have private businesses. Do and Marcel's like here's like corporal punishment is a better alternative than prisons. <laughs> and so I definitely want to get him on to kind of give like a counter example for prison <laughs> abolition. So that a uh, uh, ruse for Florida or whatever. I went through everyone that liked his uh, announcement tweet. And I unfollowed all of them except for Marcel. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Marcel no. is just, I could never tell when Marcel is being like serious, trolling, or being like strategically, like, I can never tell if he's like, he says to me, I don't agree with so I'm like, do you actually believe that? Or are you just like strategically saying that to get, to get a different response? Besides like, the Twitter, the only uh, interaction I've had with them was um, Daniel had a space talking about abortion one time. His abortion take is very, um, <laughs> I remember he was pro-choice. I mean, this was two months ago or whatever. When, so yeah. I don't remember exactly what his choice was. Or, I know I remember he was pro-choice, but he, it wasn't it, evictionary. It wasn't evictionism, was it? It, 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 it basically was, um, we can tell, we all agree, certain people shouldn't have kids. 
Mm-hmm. The people who get abortions or wouldn't be good parents because they only want to kill their kid. So because of that, they'd be bad parents. So we said, let's abort the kid because we don't want any bad parents. <laughs> I, the, logic I'm, checks, the logic checks out. It's very, uh, it's very, very logical. I think it's, yeah. it's missing a few steps. And like, you know, but it's like, it's, I can never tell if he actually has that view or if it's just some weird way of him like fucking with leftists. Like, I, I, I can never always tell what his, yeah. like, what his end game is with anything he says. I think that's a much better argument than uh, Walter Block's evictionism, though. Absolutely. Oh, Walter Block's evictionism. Uh, I, it's the dumbest argument. It is the most Jewish argument Just, I've ever heard. I... <laughs> <laughs> the baby's not paying rent. Who can evict it? It's like, <laughs> uh, like uh, what's her name? Carol, uh, uh, Carrie Baldwin. His her debate with him on uh, at the Civil Forum is like, one of the best libertarian debates. Like, okay. it's, it's really, she is incredible on abortion. Like the second best person probably alive on abortion topics. Who's your favorite? Trent Horn. He's a Catholic. Trent Horn. He's a Catholic Okay. He's a ridiculously good on abortion. Like he'll debate anybody on topic in this like system. He he's so good. He did a he did a devil's advocate uh, abortion where he took the pro-choice side, debated abortion advocate who was pro-life. Who's like what's pro-choice? It was arguing for pro-life. Then he would butter his own arguments afterwards. Like he did a butter to himself at the devil's advocate debate. It was it was great. That's great. He's um he's it's, we, that guy's fucking intelligent as hell. I mean I listen to that guy talk and I'm like he's he's, he's, he's very he was like Superman and Flash teaches on, on on podcast. I'm like oh he's just a regular dude. Then I find out oh you teach you teach a class I have like a two degrees and like what eighteen books an hour. Like he he his building his couch in his he has like a couch in his office like Catholic answers. It's a futon because he takes naps half the day because he gets always booked in the morning and they don't even care because he writes like a whole book in a day. <laughs> so he's literally just Catholic Rothbard. Pretty much, he yeah. is Catholic Rothbard. <laughs> he's and he, he also wrote a book uh, called um, "Can a Catholic Be a Socialist?" Short answer: No. And the entire book is on that. And he actually is a fan of Austrian economics. Oh, and so he's he's um he won't call himself that. I talked to him before on Twitter. I'm like, what do you call yourself, an Austrian economist? He goes, well, I don't know if to actually call myself that, but what I do know about him, I am a fan of, and I agree with. Um, actually, a lot of a lot of people at Catholic Answers, like Jimmy Aiken, like Jimmy Aiken, the, the head uh, senior partner at Catholic Answers, when doing a debate on like. The historical, historical accuracy of the Bible. He brought up three books on Lincoln to showcase different views of Lincoln. He brought up Thomas E. Lorenzo's book. So, like, he's, he, and he's he adapted on Flayston and brought up Austrian economists. Like, he's actually, there's some people, Catholic answers, who are like, they don't talk politics a lot, but when they do, it's very like, oh, you you know your shit. Like, they, they know their economics, and it's really impressive. Yeah, God. Wow. Maybe Tom Woods and Bob Murphy have done a lot more than I thought they had. Tom Woods used to work at Catholic Answers, I believe, which is actually oh, okay. okay. Like, there's, there's a weird connection there. Is he? So he still has a um, like he went on um, what was it? He has like a nigga like who writes for Catholic Answers. He has like a whole like um about me page on Tom Woods, and I mean they put out an article recently. It was like top ten books every libertarian, every um, every Catholic should read, and one of them was like how to uh, how to test built Western civilization. Mm-hmm. So they still support Tom Woods' work, which is really uh, really good. Right. Uh, how did you? Because uh, you just recently uh, converted to Catholicism, right? Yep. Uh, a year ago from January, so maybe a year and six months. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so, what did you uh, come from? I know your parents like were mega church people. Were Pentecostal? You, you were that too. Yeah, I was a Pentecostal. Uh, non non snakes. I have to preface that I was a non snake kind of Pentecostal. There were no snakes. They were okay, speaking okay. in tongues. There was like like fucking Iron Man. They would put their hand and people would just fall over. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't a um, snake variety. <laughs> Never saw any. Most closely, we had like a like a horse outside one time for for like uh, Christmas. That was like about it. So, what was it about uh, Catholicism that like uh, attracted you? Was it like the traditionalism of it, or 
uh, I'm a huge fan of science and evolution, and I was given the choice in my uh, given the choice in my chair. I was like, well, you can't believe in both the kin hand type of thing. Where it's like, well, you believe in evolution, we must deny Genesis being literal. Uh, and the pastor was a young Earth guy, and so I found a client that's found ev- Catholic views on evolution and started reading all of them and found all the t- his fathers. Like, okay, I like these people; these are great. And then before I decided to leave, I emailed the pastor to debate him on like a boy on um. Like uh, literal, literal reading the Bible, and I realized the pastor was kind of stupid. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go here anymore. <laughs> so, okay. Hmm. You okay. um, was it Lutheran, I believe, or uh, LCMS? Yeah, Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, not not ELCA. Okay, I, what's the difference between the two? I don't know. I'm not um, big on Lutheran stuff. E- yeah, so ELCA is a Evangelical Lutheran Church Assembly, and they're um, they allow women pastors. I'm pretty sure they allow LGBTQ pastors. Um, they don't have open they have open communion hmm. they're a lot more liberal i'm not really sure what i think we have more differences than we have in common so lutheran church missouri synod is very traditional it was uh i think the oldest lutheran denomination in america hmm. uh i'm from or my grandma's from the town that it was founded in nice or it was technically founded in chicago but the first um um seminary was in her hometown nice. so What's... like it's just old traditional so like um yeah, a close communion. I got confirmed in eighth grade. Um, baptism as a kid. Uh, very, just it's very just traditional values. That's good. Yeah. What's uh, you said it was ECLA and the other one was um, this. Yeah, so there's Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, uh, Wisconsin Synod. I don't know if it's else. I don't know if it's Lutheran Church, Wisconsin. I know it's Wisconsin Synod. I'm not sure exactly what the initials are. And then ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran okay. Church. What's what's one was you um because there's a lot of debates in the like, Catholic circles like what's one has a better like what's the liberal Catholic the conservative Catholic what's, what's has a better precedent in such history and such fathers and you know the people try to pull both sides and say well we're actually the better Catholics because we have these there's a similar debate going on like the Lutheran circle like what's one has more legitimacy based on what Lutheran views were and the that kind of stuff or no because I mean we don't have uh we don't have a pope yeah. you know LCMS yeah. has their own head uh, ELCA has their own head you know mm-hmm. they're we're both called Lutheran in name, but we are different denominations. Okay. Okay. So it's, both so we Lutheran, do have okay. our, yeah. I mean, like, uh, so like, uh, actually, uh, college, my fraternity was a Lutheran fraternity. Uh, not everyone was Lutheran in it. And I think, but I think out of all the Lutherans, but one, we were all LCMS. Yeah. The church like, we would go to was LCMS and everything like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, the I, one guy that was ELCA, I lived with him when I lived in St. Louis for a couple months and he, uh, like he's pro-life, like he's super liberal or he's pro-choice. I mean, like super liberal, like they're fine with gay marriage and all that. And it's like, uh, how are we both Lutheran? You know? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I haven't, um, obviously I'm Catholic. So I disagree with Lucio on several things, but I've read Lucio. And, dude, that guy could write. Like I yeah. love reading Lucio. Like, okay. I'm going to say it. My favorite Lucio thing is it's using the lies. Um, maybe I haven't finished it, but I only like the first like paragraph, first few paragraphs. And I could not stop reading it. It's just, it's just, he's just a great writer. And I got to say, I don't necessarily just like, obviously not against the Jews, but his like what you need to do about like subverters in your community he's mm. not wrong <laughs> so i, yeah. I think it's, it's all good stuff to read out of Luso. the the cool thing I, I what i really like about him too is um he wasn't trying to leave the catholic church mm. he he uh, just had actual disagreements with them yeah and i think like most of his disagreements with the catholic church were fair you know, indulgences, stuff like that, you know, indulgences for your family members, you know, a lot like that. You know, the church was more at the time running a business and they were spreading the word. Yeah, there was definitely some fair criticism that I think could have, should have been like if Lucio, 
if it played out where it starts with Fulman and incorporated some of the critiques and they actually met middle, they debated saying it was like a church council, he'd probably be a saint and we'd have a lot of his problems. But it, it wasn't yes. it didn't play out that way. And so I, no. it's, it's sad to see because I'm like, you read Lucifer, like the things I'm reading, I, I wish you would. I wish there was a debate and a council that happened to incorporate several things. Um, because he, he he was a great writer. I mean, he had some, I mean, I mean, God, his writing is it's fiery, it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. Well, and then like I mean, one of his bigger things was, you know, hey, we should translate the Bible into the common tongue, which I didn't have. So uh when did uh I know um the Catholic Church uh stopped doing the Latin services in what the fifties? Uh Vatican II was I think in the fifties or sixties. I can't remember the exact date. Was the Bible in the common tongue by that time already? I, b- I believe it was. Okay. The, okay. So the issue was to hold back biblical translation. I actually watched like, a debate between uh, Jimmy Aiken and um, Protestant um, uh, Gavin Ortland on like biblical uh, uh, translation debate. And the problem with the like, biblical translation is that not a lot of people, since it was expensive to translate for a long period of time, there was only like the elites basically who would um, translate it. And there was a lot of people who would translate things to suit benefits. Like, it was like, a great book. Um, Politicizing the Bible by uh, Scott Hahn, the roots of historical criticism in the secular uh, script, secularization of scripture. And basically, he argues that um, a lot of different people would interpret the Bible or would translate the Bible in different ways to justify political power. Like there were, pre- there were kings who would find a dissident priest and have him come in to be like an official, um, like representative of the church, and then use him to justify more growth of state power and other things. So the Bible has been, it was trans, there were so many ways it was translated to affect political sayings that weren't accurate to what the scripture actually was saying. So the church was like, okay, we got to figure, like, we have to like uh, approve every single one of these, or we have to say we can't do someone once it was, it was very, very difficult to figure out how to go about doing that correctly. Okay. So, uh, because I haven't had like these conversations with a Catholic in years, like since high school. So, um, what besides obviously the four or five, what is it, five books of the Catholic? Uh, seven, seven. seven. Okay. Besides those seven, what a version of the Protestant Bible would be closest translation to what the Catholics use? Uh, King James, or I, I really have no idea. Yeah, I will. I mean, I am. I, I this is one area I, I'm not super knowledgeable on. It really comes to like mm-hmm. biblical translations and that kind of stuff. Like, I, I, when I bought a Bible. I just googled Catholic Bible with uh, seven books, and I bought this one. <laughs> I think it's um NRSV. So I, I, I don't know, um, what's translation is most accurate to as a saying it's it's there's so many translations and it's honestly there's people who like make the, the, the entire life studying the kind of stuff and i need to read this more into it because i would love to know more about it but it's really yeah. interesting but it's just it's just overwhelming to get into you know so what are the uh, seven books that's another thing i've never actually looked into um, or like what are they about are they about different because they're all old testament right yeah all of them old mm-hmm. testament there's uh Sirach, wisdom first and second maccabees uh tobit and then there's uh, extra parts of Esther and Daniel that okay. we're uh, taking out. Um, I don't so know five and a half. Yeah, there's the seven. There's seven books in total. But I can't. Oh, mm. I can't remember all seven of them. Um, so they're all different then. Yeah, I okay. know. I know. First, second Maccabees was removed by Calvin um, because it was like well, it's very hard. It's very hard to find information about why they were removed. Um, but the best I could find was Calvin uh, in one letter explicitly saying, "Are we are we moving um, first, second Maccabees because they have evidence that points to purgatory." Um, and it was more like a, the Calvin was a deliberate, like, I'm not going to, I'm not knocking on all Solar Scriptura. I'm knocking on Calvin real quick. Uh, Calvin basically went, I want to move the things I don't like and then declare whatever's left I agree with is all you need. Um, and so there's, 
so I know a book of wisdom. I think was I think book of, that's that's the book of wisdom was removed because the uh, beginning the beginning book of wisdom has a second account of the uh, creation story, um, and people had a disagreement how well one says if you read them both literally they, they contradict, but if you don't read them literally they don't contradict. But because a lot of people were more fan of like literal stuff, they was like, okay, well this one contradicts this one, so we're gonna keep saying the same wisdom, and so there's um things like that that are involved in. So do you think like one. one's literal, one's not, or uh, I I don't. I haven't studied the wisdom one in depth to say for mm. sure if, one, if that one's more literal. Um, I would say I think you could you could read either one uh, and get either way and get things out of it. And I mean, Lord, I mean, the debate on like literal interpretation versus like metaphorical interpretation in Genesis is, is like old as the Bible itself almost. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's like I listened to a debate recently between um. Do you know who a Byzantine Scotus is on Twitter? No. It, we, he just recently unlocked his account, but he's a really good uh, Catholic on Twitter. Uh, really, really great on politics, and like, he was also a hardcore biblical literalist who argues for like younger stuff. And he did a debate with uh, Jimmy Akin on younger earth, and it was a really great debate. But also, it's kind of like, yeah, I was firmly like, it's not literal, it's the youngest can't be weird. But to hear the debate, I'm kind of like, you know what, I'm not even gonna touch this topic with a solid answer because I there's so much information on both sides, I am not going to spend my life studying either of these topics. So, I'm gonna just say, either way, I think is, is acceptable. And honestly, obviously, like, I, you know, the Bible's word of God, you know, way to heaven. But if you take the young earth or not, if you take Genesis as literal or not, what what's the difference? Yeah, does it affect it? It, it doesn't change anything. Yeah, yeah, it affects science and affects things outside of like Christian doctrine, but it doesn't really affect Christian doctrine itself. And so I, right. I don't really have too much of a focus on it. I mean, I, I, I do believe in evolution, but I, I believe in like mm. very Thomistic evolution, which is a, is a great website. Anybody listening called a Thomistic Thomistic evolution and it's a, it's a great website for like to mystic views of evolution. But. Now the real fun debate about literal or not is revelations. That's yeah. fun. I have actually never read revelations. It's been like, a long time for me. Yeah. I, technically I lied to my old certs because um, yeah, it is. I found it recently. My old, my admitters uh, use group did these things called phase 10, where you would do a booklet uh, and they would have all the, you had to take it off as you read the Bible. If you complete all 10, you read the entire Bible. And you would then they get a big giant steak dinner. I'm still the I'm still the only guy in the entire show that's actually finished. It was like three girls and me. Um, and I technically lied in the last one because I didn't actually read Revelations. <laughs> um, but I still I, I still went to the steak dinner and still enjoyed it. <laughs> nice. But it's no like uh, Paul writes about like uh, dragons and stuff and his visions for the end times. Yeah. But like one of the things I heard, you know, it was just like a side comment. One of my high school teachers said because I went to a Lutheran. I went to a church grade school and then a Lutheran high school. Hmm. But it's like, what if it's just like a modern day attack helicopter? Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, he wouldn't be able to describe it. It's like people back then, you know, they would have called it magic or something, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, oh, how like much like, of that, these visions and stuff were as literally Like that one about like the seven headed creature or something. And it's like, you know, there's be seven countries coming together. Or could that be like an actual tank with seven guns on it? You don't, we, you can't, there's no way of really knowing. Right. And it's it's that it makes it, that make it what I have with Revelation does let's make it kind of fun to try to figure out like interpret that how to but go ahead, go ahead anyone reading Revelations you don't read it with your newspaper next to you or with Twitter <laughs> open and try to like oh there we go see guys it's gonna happen two weeks now yeah like I, I can't stand those people well speaking of those people uh if it is literal then uh I love uh, the uh Jehovah's Witness stuff because they got it one they got that wrong so many times that then they only they built a the house. They built a house for like I think it was like Abraham to come and live in, and no one's it's still no one's living in it, and they still won't sell it. And it's just 
but it, it was started in a uh what 1920s i, I think, think so i don't know the exact let me look that up oh 1872 Ooh, I, thought, it, I thought it was but they only believe that revelations is literal so they only believe 144,000 get into heaven which is 12 what 12 by 12 by 12 i can't remember but it was a complete you know the number for complete yeah, it's why it was in the Bible, but they believe it as literal. And it's like there's been a more than 144,000 of you guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like we'll make the oh, I bank it on everyone before them not right. <laughs> get in. It's just uh, I, I still can't get over for me. The Holy Witness believing um one they don't believe the Trinity and mm-hmm. that Jesus is actually Michael the Archangel. Like that one to me is like the craziest one I've ever heard. That one I hadn't heard of. Yeah, like there's one part where like Jesus speaks with the voice of an archangel, and so they interpret that to mean, oh, that means the only archangel you know is Michael, which means Jesus is Michael, and that, that's just the line of reasoning for that. And I'm just, I, I, first time I heard that, I was like, like honestly, I, my dream is I want to study a bunch of the Holy Witness stuff, and eventually you will knock on my door and invite a man just to like debate him for two hours. I think that'd, that'd be fun. Um, but it, they, no one knows. I've never had the Holy Witness knock on my door. Never. I haven't either. Did you ever see the uh, meme? It's like uh, they're playing uh, Uno, I think, with the Jehovah's Witnesses. It's like if, if they win, we convert to Jehovah's Witness. If we win, they're going to the bar with us. <laughs> Love that. There's some great like Jehovah's Witness memes and stories. Like there are some. Like was it? Um, you ever see that? You ever see that? Uh, British so black books. No. No. It's a, it's a Buddhist comedy, and most Buddhist comedies are like terrible. But this mm-hmm. one's actually uh, pretty good. It's basically about. Well, wait, you think most British comedies are terrible? Yeah, I think most of them are not good. Like the IT crowd isn't funny. <laughs> the Office. Ricky Gervais is funny. He's like the exception to. Like, he's funny, but the rest of it, no. But Martin I'm also Freeman's, Martin Freeman is hysterical. In I'm that. also not a fan of the American Office. That makes it feel better. <sighs> I'm not, not a fan of the Office in general. <sighs> like I love mockumentaries. I love mockumentaries. It's like a genre, but I'm not a fan of the Office. <laughs> is it just too cringe for you? I think it might be what it is. Okay. I can I can barely get through I can barely get through an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia without Quinson. But that one's like deliberate, you know. It makes you kind of see this, this number when people are talking. Um, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. Uh, I've never seen those. Oh, I might need I might need to watch. I think the only Buddhist comedy I've seen um, was it Hitchhikers? No, it wasn't Hitchhikers. It was um, oh my god, I'm blanking Hitchhiker's on the, title. the Galaxy. Is a no, I, 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 I haven't seen that one, but I've seen scenes of. I'm trying to remember. There's a I'm completely blanking on what the British comedy was. I saw. Anyway, anyway, uh, black books. The uh, the guy who runs the shop is an alcoholic and who smokes all day long, and he gets mad. Anybody actually wants to buy a book because the point of the bookstore that like, he could sit there and read books and no one would bug him. Um, and there's this um great scene in the cell where he has to like do his tax returns, and he's trying to find any excuse not to do it. So like he calls his mom <laughs> as an excuse he never talks to her, and he's just sitting there like staring at these numbers, and someone would just knock on the door like, "Do you want to talk about Jesus?" Like, "Yes, come in." <laughs> this, they the song like we never got this far before, and they're like stumbling over the wall. He's like, "Yeah," and he's just like on the end of the seat trying to like find an excuse, and it's it's pretty good. Uh, a good, a really good uh, newer British comedy because it's not full comedy. Um, uh, good Omens. Good Omens. Oh, I've, I've heard of that one. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a, it was a book by uh, Terry Pratchett, and Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, you know, two funny British authors. Hmm. And then the show, it's um, David Tennant, uh, right? David Tennant. He plays a, a demon, and then um, I can't remember. I, I, I know, I know, I know the face. I know. I know he the plays voice. an angel. Yeah. So they were here. At the Garden of Eden. Mm. They love living on Earth. They're friends. They love Earth. They don't want it to go away in the apocalypse. Mm. 
in Revelations. Uh, but they also have are given tasks by God and Satan throughout the times there. So the end times are coming. And they had misplaced the Antichrist. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely watching it. What's it it's, on? Is it on Amazon? Amazon it, uh, Prime. It's like Amazon six, Prime. maybe eight episodes. It's yeah. incredible. I'm definitely watching that tonight, probably. Um, like, yeah, I, I this, say, like, this show was just great. Like, I'm not, I'm not used to Buddhist comedy, but like Buddhist like dramas. Like, uh, what was it? Um, I love Doctor Who, and uh, uh what's it? It, it was Elba. He's so uh, Luso. I need uh, to watch that. I've always heard dude, good things about that. It's it is probably my favorite like crime drama. Like, it is just it is so good. Um, okay. Yeah, some of the most like criminal minds ain't got nothing on some of the scenes in the show. Like, it is just we and he's just Idris Elba is an incredible actor. And yeah. if, if, if he wants to play James Bond, I'd be completely on board with it. Like, I'd be completely on board with that, that casting. I think he's a little too old now, unfortunately. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. But I don't know. You, see him, you see him in um, the, uh, what was it? Um, Hobden Saw, the um, Fast and no, Furious. No, actually, last year I just started watching those movies. I have the. So uh, I've only seen the first upset. seven. I haven't seen eight yet or Hobden <sighs> Shaw or nine. I would say eight and nine are not. Eight has the best sex like, song besides Tokyo Drift, but the movie's not great. Nine I did skip the... Tokyo Drift also. What? That's like the, that's like the best one. <laughs> well, I was going to go back and watch okay. it in like the timeline, and then okay, I just not... kept watching seven, and then I moved, and yeah, I got busy. Yeah. And... Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's like, you know, I'm a fan of the Fast and Furious movies. I love mm-hmm. a popcorn flick where I can just suspend disbelief just to like enjoy it. But I got to yeah. say, the ninth one, I, I couldn't suspend the death fall when I saw the Fiero in space. I was just like, okay, I, I can't, I, I can't go that far, and like, it was a joke like two years ago. They're gonna go to space, and Vin Diesel's like, we, we might, and now he's talking about time travel and like a Transformers crossover, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I, I'm out. I, I can't. I, I love I it. I can't continue to. <laughs> I love it. It's like uh, I'm gonna go see it probably, but I just, it's so I, absurd. The Rock. That might be the most Rock character we've ever seen. Yes, it's like just that, I don't that, think he's acting. No, that that scene was like, "Hope you bought the cavalry, like, woman." I am the cavalry with like the <laughs> mini gun off the helicopter just to suit it, and I'm like, "I, I, I love it." Like, like Daddy oh has to go to work and just oh. flexes out of the cast. It's so this. It is this doing the Johnson so at that point, like he's he's had some great movies. You ever see a uh, Walking Tall? No, some of, his, some of his older films before he got like ridiculously big, right? And it's um, it's basically like a true story. It's like we make of an older film that was much more realistic. Um, he comes back from Iraq. He was like special forces, and the town is corrupt and run by basically it's a casino in town. The casino sit down in the middle. Everyone is basically working for the casino, and he's pushing drugs on kids, and he's bought off the sheriff. And so he decides he's he's basically declares war on the casino, and it runs the sheriff and just wrecks havoc. And it it sounds it's, incredible. It is like he's he didn't carry a gun. He carried a two two by four. Because <laughs> like first, was, we it, first time we was, there, was it one of the uh, WWE movies or uh, no 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 it was, uh, okay, after okay. that. Um, like he, he was in going to the soccer when he first went in, but said, like, No, what I'm not gonna go in it because I want to get arrested for like murder. So he just grabs a two by four and wrecks havoc with it. And then later, when he gets like arrested, he's on trial and he um gets declared innocent. Um, he grabs the two by four like off the table and whips like the, the tag off of it and he like saws down to it as a handle. So the giant two by four was like a leather wrap baseball handle and he just beats the shit out of people with it. It's a it's it is like my favorite rock movie, I think. Like, it's just it's so. It's just it's like pure testosterone action film. Like it's like an eighties Wambo almost, but like in today, it's it's amazing. I do think uh, his Black Adams might be his best movie. It's looking That's like good. it could be. I 
I cannot wait for that movie, man. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. My favorite DC character is probably Dr. Fate. And okay. so seeing Pierce Blonde. No, I haven't actually read much DC. Uh, so. Like Dr. Fate's great, and he's played mm. by my he's played by my favorite Bond, Pierce Bronson. And so I was he like, "Who's your favorite Bond?" Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of Bond films. I've only seen like a few. And okay. I, haven't I haven't seen any of the ones Daniel Craig. Okay, uh, so okay. Pierce Bronson was Bond great as Bond. His movie sucked. Yes, uh, I, I, can, I can agree with that. I can yeah, agree okay. with that completely. Um, but I still he was he perfect was, casting for Bond and Dr. Fate. Yeah, it's it's gonna be uh oh my god! I, I really hope Henry Cavill comes back sooner or later for Superman because I need to see Shazam, Superman, Black Adam. Like that that animated film they did was like amazing. I need to see it just done in live action now. Like I, I got to know Henry Cavill would come back. Apparently, the reason he can't come back is that when he signed up for the Witzel, his lawyer and him both missed the contract where Netflix owns the rights to his face, <laughs> which is why they couldn't put his face in Man in a Shazam. They can only put like here, or I guess, or um, uh, Peacemaker. Yep, another one. It is like they can't. They can't. Well, no, what his... I heard was um, he didn't do Shazam and Peacemaker because he wants like a bigger contract. Like he wants a guarantee for like he's going to sh- actually be in movies. Yes, he does want that as well. But it's why they couldn't yeah. use like old footage of him and they can't like even like physically oh, do anything. Okay. So it's. Um, oh, okay. And he, this is why also they can't really sign a new contract with him going forward because Netflix still has the rights to his face. Which is this? Like, how the fuck did your lawyer miss that? You're a big yeah. name actor who plays Superman, and the lawyer missed a right to a face. I mean, I his lawyer, lawyer was raiding and wow with him <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you heard he almost missed the uh, Superman call, right? Yeah, he's so good. I, I love it, it, watching him build that computer was amazing. Like, he is this. He is this. Then he's this peak nerd Kotsu and like a buff dude. He's exactly what you want to be. Every nerd it, wants it, to be him. He, he seems like the right. nicest guy too. Like, have you seen the video of like the girls like? interviewing him they're like touching him and everything mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like why is this allowed it's it's crazy there was my favorite henry cavill story actually it was probably um he has a nephew who was superman teacher at the school and the nephew kept saying my uncle is superman and the teacher kept like, getting the teacher because he's a, apparently a, a kids can't have make-believe was like no he's not like you're you're a grown woman arguing with a student like well he's not your uncle let the kid play make-believe but the photo of the kid like on a mist, like pouting, like marching forward, and the Superman walking behind him all chill. It's like that is exactly a Superman thing to do. Like I, I, yeah. I, I love it. He perfect casting in my opinion. Like he's just did that. Great. Did that happen before Shazam? Uh, I believe it did. Is that where they got the? Uh... It might be where they got the idea. Actually, that'd, yeah. be, that'd, be, that'd be a pretty funny story. Be, That's like, way more wholesome movie. than a boys getting the fan theory of uh, Ant Man. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I I was watching the boys. It was like. Two o'clock in the morning, and I realized a new season had dropped. I'm like, I'll watch this real quick. I'm laying in bed. I'm just like, I couldn't react. It was like, like it was probably the most extreme thing I've seen, but not the dumbest thing I've seen. But it was just like extreme. Oh yeah, I have a buddy at work, and he was just complaining about it. He's like, I, I turned it off. He's like, I haven't watched anymore. <laughs> I'm, I had a friend. He's like, I want to watch the boys, and then I saw him that we watching the boys. And he's like, what's this? Like the boys? Oh, it's gonna start next week. And he watched that one scene. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Not. <laughs> uh, speaking of a uh, dumb superhero things, you ever seen a Disney Channel show, Mighty Med? No. Oh, okay, so God. it's an older Disney Channel show on Disney XD. It was a the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, that sounds familiar. Mighty Med, yeah. Um, it's a hospital for superheroes and these two kids because they know all the comic book superhero lore hope the doctors cure superheroes and in the first episode there's a superhero who has like super strength and he's laying in the hospital bed dead they're trying to like restart his heart and they're like what would happen recently oh he was on Mars and, and Mars has a heavier gravity than Earth and maybe the gravity put his heart down to his feet 
And then he grabs the defibrillators and he defibrillates his feet to rubber boots, one on each foot. And then he gets up and it's fine. And I'm like, I have never seen something that explicitly stupid. Like, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's just, I. It's hilarious. Like, I, I, anyone listening to this, go look up Mining Bad Season 1, Episode 1. It's a part two on YouTube with the, the clips and watch that scene. It is so funny. Speaking of dumb old, uh, how old is it? Uh, I think we're like 20. Let me look it up real quick. Because I was talking, I, I was talking to some friends about old dumb shows. And do you remember Mega Sexual? I do not. It was this uh, big fat nerd and then like his skinny nerd friend. And they just play, play video games all the time. And they go to the junkyard and find this giant robot from the future. So he replaces the controls with this car on the top of it. And then uses like a video game controller. And then the pilot from the future, she like comes back in time. And so, but that he won't like give it up. So he has to like help her like save the day every episode. What is this called? Megas XLR. It has the greatest intro I've ever seen on a cartoon too. Okay, I'm gonna look that up after this interview. Speaking of interview, we gone for an hour and twenty minutes. I normally only go for an hour. Okay. <laughs> uh, one do quick question though, since uh, you are in Florida, go bolts or? Uh, yes, go bolts. I want to okay. say I love how the best Florida sports team is uh fucking ice hockey. <laughs> like that just every time I think about that, it kills me. It's just it's, it's. I'm not a huge sports guy, but I support the bolts and I support the Florida Gators, but only when okay. oh, I, I only support the Gators. When they beat uh, Alabama, this never <laughs> happens. But I think they, like I don't, I don't follow, I don't follow college football. I follow just enough to know when Alabama loses to celebrate. Yeah, that's just that's just how I, that's how I get by. So I will say, I used to not follow sports either. Go to a Tampa Bay Lightning game. It's ever since then I went to a Blues game. I've just been a huge hockey fan. Mm. So I'd recommend doing it. You're gonna love it, dude. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, but, beer uh, well, fighting. High speed action. Let's go. Yeah, I, I will say I've watched a few like hockey games like on YouTube on TV when it's mm. like a, at the gym, and I'm like, it, it is like I'll be on the treadmill, I just forget I'm on the treadmill, like watch it, like this is really good. I just, it's it's really fun to. Watch. I can't imagine in person. I bet it's like really it's intense. It is. I'll have to do that soon. Uh, well, we get an hour and twenty minutes. Uh, what are your plugs? Where, where can uh, we find you at? Yeah, just hop hours. We're taking like a short break right now. Two of the guys just bought houses. Uh, Twitter at Bunger679. I think I have the hop hours link. Twitter in my uh, Twitter bio. I'll check for that if not. Um, that's about all I have going. Awesome. Well, guys, this has been another episode of Face Liberty and Praxis, Season 1, Episode 12. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.